Hi, Tane. How are you? Hi, Nana. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Taking it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. I know last week we talked about the weather, and I think I spoke too soon because it is now scorching. <laughs> it is so hot. It's so ridiculous. And it's just the beginning of summer, so I, I shudder to think what it will be, but I'm not going to complain because I usually hate when people complain about the weather, but mm-hmm. it's fine. The heat is here. It's what I wanted, but it, it didn't ease us in at all. It just went Are you a hot weather person? Yeah. I don't mind it, but I just always say it's easier to warm up than to cool down. So, oh, man. It I is what it is. It's almost like uncomfortable when I'm cold. Uh, yeah do you know the funny thing when I'm cold sorry guys like I know this isn't what you come here for but (laughs) when I'm cold I get sleepy it's very strange it's like my body wants to shut down to conserve heat it's really weird Mm. but yeah Yeah. so we're on episode four already of this season season five and this episode was called cover girl so I'll give a brief recap for those who didn't get a chance to watch. Carrie hates her book cover and decides to enlist Samantha to help her create a better one. Samantha, <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to describe this. Samantha is kind of going through a thing with Carrie because Carrie walks in on her giving somebody a blowjob so we see how that resolves Shala is struggling with life after her divorce and trying to move on through self-help and Miranda starts Weight Watchers and meets a new man what did you think of this episode um I want to say it was okay and I say that because I'm always saying I like the episodes that focus on just them without mm-hmm. the men involved and this was one of them but something was off about it it felt a little bit disjointed okay i can see that i can see that my issues as usual well not as usual but i feel like they didn't really really give charlotte much of a storyline so it just seemed a bit silly she was just there and i feel like the issues that were brought up maybe could have been given a bit more breathing room that like you said I think there was too much going on and it didn't flow just like you said does that make sense yeah it does because you're saying what I said yeah it was disjointed so it was just it was just a little off it wasn't seamless at all and it didn't always feel for some it did shoot a character I just felt Miranda's storyline was way off phase and I don't know what we're supposed to take from it it wasn't done very well um Mm -hmm. Samantha's I'm okay with because sometimes you just don't know no matter how you know confident and put together everybody is your insecurities come up um at the oddest times I don't mind Charlotte's because I actually think it's realistic how much some may think that they're dragging how much she's struggling with after the divorce but sometimes it bees like that it takes that long and I'm okay with it um, I, I didn't think they were dragging it, just like you said, yeah. but I just wish they'd spent more time on it. It just seemed like, what's the point? It just seems a bit like, oh, yeah, we forget she's still here, you know? Mm. Anyway, so I, I, I didn't thought, mind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I didn't mind it so much. I, I get what you're saying, but I didn't mind it so much because I kind of got the idea merging Charlotte's character and, you know, self-help book and what to do with it and, you know, the quote-unquote shame where she shouldn't even mm-hmm. have any shame. And I think maybe that was, you know what, now that we're talking about it, I think that's the underlying theme was to the shame. Because you yeah. could apply shame to Samantha, shame to Miranda's love interest, and Charlotte, and all that. So, but I think they called the title Cover Girl, and when it's Cover Girl, they try to shoehorn everything to the title and forget yeah. everything else. But um, yeah, so it was a decent episode. They had so much material, it just wasn't ex- executed as best as it could have been. Okay. So yeah, I I still like the episode, but yeah, I just. I feel like they could have spent even more time on Carrie and Samantha, but it is what it is. So the episode begins with Carrie meeting her publishers to view a mock-up of her book cover. And it's the iconic image of Carrie hailing a cab, but Carrie has no clothes on. And it's really obviously photoshopped, like very badly as well, because her (laughs) head looks super large. And it's not smooth. I was just like, wow, this you guys didn't even try. But um, yeah, but she hates it. And good for her because she tells them in no certain terms that she doesn't like it. And she says the cover is all about sex and her co- her column is primarily about relationships. And she doesn't really talk about sex, only kind of glosses over it. And I'm like, mm, I'm glad you know. <laughs> I, honestly this whole scene is basically everything we've been saying about Carrie and her career like at first glance I I totally expect her to have that reaction and all that kind of stuff but I don't know if the show was ever really good at the line between like her saying she writes about relationships but the column is sex in the city mm-hmm. not relationships in the city so yep. this is a very confusing thing <laughs> for me but again it, it just showed like how Carrie is not well is prudish the word but she's not overtly comfortable when it comes to things about sex I guess yeah yeah and yeah her saying like it's about relationships and I'm just like so from the very beginning why was this column not relationships in the city like it's just yeah but this is it was a good epitome of Carrie and her her career that I always put in quotes. Yeah. And I guess, obviously, relationships in the city is not as snappy as sex in the city. They found a title and they're going to stick with it regardless. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those. So um, we then see the four women go on a trip to a bookstore, I guess, to conduct some market research. And Carrie rightfully points out that people are mean, so she needs to have the right book cover to avoid being a target. Samantha puts her PR hat on and offers her services to Carrie. And Carrie rightfully notes that she can't afford her, but Samantha says she'll do it for two martinis and a lunch. And I thought this was sweet, but then it made me think of them just like that and their storyline. And just, yeah, it just made me kind of sad as well about how that whole storyline was handled. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. Miranda is on the lookout for diet books because she's trying to lose weight post-baby. And Charlotte is on the hunt for a book called Starting Over Yet Again. Um, 
I know we mentioned it before, like a bit before, but I do wish they'd spend a bit more like substantial time on Charlotte because it just seems really sad. She has an air of sadness, and yeah, like you said, I guess it's realistic. But I, I, I think have. why I'm okay with it is they've had episodes uh, relating to it, even the episodes where she and Carrie went out to the seminar and all that. That if they spend even more time, it would be beating it over the head. So I'm fine with the temperature while keeping in mind that it's still, quote unquote, a comedy. And the DNA of what Sex in the City is, they don't really delve deep into stuff. So I think they're okay where they are with Charlotte. Okay. So Charlotte makes her way to what Carrie calls the self-hell aisle. Um, but the weird, desperate cry women sends her scurrying away. And at the checkout, the cashier dissuades Miranda from buying her diet book and urges her to try Weight Watchers instead, which I think was actually good advice, even though she was a bit intense, <laughs> the cashier, but yeah. It is. It, it, it also made me think, going back to Charlotte, like, for, not think, it's something maybe I've probably known at the back of my head. So self-help books are mainly geared towards women? Yeah. 100% men don't read <laughs> unless it's seven state laws of power rich dad poor dad the art of war <laughs> um, those are the only books I read um, yeah um, we then cut to Charlotte at home buying starting over yet again from the comfort of her own home from Amazon it made me laugh because the voiceover Carrie says Amazon.com and I was like, oh, look at baby Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, Samantha gets a delivery from, I guess he's supposed to be hunky. You know how Sex and the City do. He's like very chiseled, not my type, but yeah, um, a delivery guy. And she is flirting with him in her typical Samantha way as she offers to help him with his package and then drops to her knees to give him a blowjob. Unfortunately, it's at this very moment that Carrie drops by to pick her up for their business lunch, as she walks in right in the middle of the act. Carrie acts exactly as you expect her to, horrified. She awkwardly stumbles out. She hits her elbow and knocks stuff over in the process. Yeah, it's just super awkward. And Samantha pulls away, obviously, from the guy, the guy asks her if she'd like to continue. She says no. She's had enough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen. Good on Samantha, whatever works for her. I just, it's not for me to just meet someone and just randomly give them a blowjob. That's, yeah. <laughs> you don't even know if I'm at I kind of know you, even if it's adjacent or something, a couple of meetups in, or but just randomly in the middle of the day when he's been walking around delivering packages, I'm just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So good for her, but also Carrie. Carrie always doing the most. Bang your elbow, doing that scream that she does, yelling. Why? Just walk out quietly. Why? <laughs> like most people, are like ah, ah, sorry, I didn't know no one was in here. Like yeah. turn around and walk away. But she always does the most, and we've seen this from her. I swear, this is like the seventh time we've seen this whole act from Carrie. 
yeah. you know what you're right because i was about to say that but i'm blanking on the examples and i was like i don't want to call her out but it's true we've seen this scream and stumble and stuff a couple of times and i'm like carrie relax you're like see ya <laughs> so we then see miranda um at her first weight watchers meeting and While she's in the line arguing with somebody about her actual weight, she meets a man called Tom, or as he introduces himself, Big Bone Tom, and they immediately hit it off. We then see Stanford. We haven't seen him in a while, I feel. And Mm -hmm. Carrie, they're hanging out in her apartment and brainstorming book cover ideas. Also, sorry, as an aside, he's smoking out of her window. I feel like Carrie smokes in her apartment, doesn't she? Or am I making it up? Now that you say it, I'm unsure of myself. Because I think she always goes by the window or she sits on the thingy and blows it oh, out. On the fire, like on the fire escape. Okay. Yeah. I don't know whether I'd made it up or not, but I was like, I saw I've seen her smoking in her apartment before. Which even if you're smoking, a terrible idea. That smell won't yeah. ever leave. But yeah. No so, where was that? Yeah. So he lets her know that he's met somebody called Marcus and Carrie asks what he does and Stanford makes a promise not to judge. And she claims she doesn't judge, but Stanford rightfully points out that we all judge. And then he then tells her that he is, this guy Marcus is a dancer for Broadway. And at that moment, Samantha calls Carrie and it's, Samantha's acting weird, I'll say. Let me give Carrie, like, the benefit there. Because she tries to breeze through the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of tries not to address it. But it's weird. It's odd. <laughs> and yeah. she tells her that she got a stylist to pull some looks for the cover. And Carrie says, yeah, sure, she'll be there with Stanford. And she asks Samantha if, if everything is okay. And Samantha's like, of course, why wouldn't it be? But there's clearly an atmosphere no one there's like something weird with you and your friend, but like it's just weird. But yeah. I do think it's fully coming from Samantha and not yeah. Carrie in mm-hmm. Carrie's defense. So yeah. So Carrie's writing her column when she says, We typically think open-minded equals good and judgment equals bad, but are we being too quick to judge judgment? Maybe we should see it as an early warning and detection device. And if it's instantly clear that something isn't for you, is it better to ignore your better judgment and read between the lines? Or should you judge a book by its cover? So I actually kind of like this week's question. Yes, a lot. I had to say, okay, so what is the question again? (laughs) (laughs) She says we typically think open-minded equals good. Yeah. And judgment is bad. But are we being too quick to judge judgment? Maybe we should ah. see it as an early warning and detection device. If it's instantly clear that something is not for you, is it better to ignore your better judgment and read between the lines, or should you judge a book by its cover? Ah, got it. Oh, yes. that's a good one. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Because it's true, especially in the world that we live in, everyone wants to claim that they're open-minded, but they're open-minded mm. to only a certain... It's only certain things. And we've talked about this many times. And guys, you, you know, the more we go on with seasons, the more we're going to talk about some things we've probably talked about before. But we've talked about things such as 
let's say somebody doesn't want to drink and i was like oh why didn't you drink why don't you whatever but you claim that you're open-minded somebody wants to wait till marriage to have sex oh god i could never do that why would you do that like it's only when it's the popular thought like oh i want to do this then all of a sudden you're open-minded and sometimes being open-minded in this day and age means not having critical reasoning because mm-hmm. you just want to go along with whatever you deem is the popular thought or cool and you have no idea where you stand on things yourself as an individual. Yeah. Um, um, as Stanford said, <laughs> we all judge. I don't care if you think you're a saint, Teresa, mother, whatever. <laughs> Whether you want to or not, your body will betray you. We all judge um, certain things. Sometimes we judge things we even do. <laughs> That's how, <laughs> you know, being a human being works. <laughs> um, so, but then the last part about is it better to read between the lines or judge a book by its cover? That's tough. I think what you were saying previously, that's what, like, when she says if it's instantly clear that something isn't for you. Yeah. Um. So in that case, because I definitely do that. Sometimes I meet people and I'll be like, I don't think this person's my kind of person. Yeah. But they haven't ostensibly done anything, anything that yeah. would like make me not like them. And so you kind of ignore it because you, it's not fair, really and truly, because you're judging them based on nothing. It's just a gut feeling. Yeah. But nine out of ten times I'm proven right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I should have just listened to myself to begin with. It's only I can only think of like a handful of times when I'm like, oh no, I judge that person like too quickly. Most of the time your instinct is right, which is what she's getting at, right? Yeah. So in that case, why are we fine with judgment then? But mm. not in other cases, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. probably because it's just always better to have the receipts and have proof to back you up. Because yeah. if not, yeah. you're just like going on gut. Everybody don't mm. share your gut. So True. it's harder to make your point. But then when you yeah. have backup, you can go with your gut and the backup. Yeah. Even like as you were talking, I was thinking I had dinner a couple of nights ago with a group of people. And one of the people just so not my kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the comments he was making and he kept, you know, when people make comments and then they keep going on, they're like, but I'm not a conservative is you liberals you claim you're all open-minded but you don't have room for opposing views and the more he was talking he's like you know what maybe he's right yes because your opposing view is stupid (laughs) and i'm judging you based on it so maybe i'm not tolerant of opposing views so yes maybe i am judgmental so at the beginning of the conversation i was like i'm open-minded i can listen to different opinions but his opinions were so fucking stupid that by the end of it i was like no yeah i will happily be judgmental i'll carry that on my head and sometimes it's okay. I think there's some things is not necessarily great to be judgmental about, about things that people can't change or superficial things, you know? Yeah. But I feel like when it comes to things to do with morality and I think character, you're perfectly in your right to be judgmental about that. And we all are. Like you said, we can all lie to ourselves, but we all are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good on Carrie for giving us good food for thought. Yes for once (laughs) let me start let me start (laughs) sorry okay so charlotte um is on her computer and she gets an email which is so funny how things have changed because i'm like if that was today i wouldn't even bother opening this email and i would have been unsubscribed but yeah anyway so as a result of her recent purchase they recommend other books for her 
and it's got titles like Lonely Women, No Men, Love Hurts, You Don't Have To, <laughs> Reservations for One, you know, Beating the Dead Donkey. And she gets so upset, she grabs the book that she did order, starting over yet again, and she throws it out of her window, and it lands just in front of a woman, not on her head, <laughs> thank God. And we get a voiceover that the woman has been contemplating divorce, and she considers it a sign from God. Why are you throwing books out of your window? But anyway, (laughs) Miranda and Tom are at dinner um, and they're talking about all their, well, not their, his like failed diets that he's tried. So we hear about the cabbage soup diet, all of that. And he um, he mentions how he broke up with his fiancée because she was always so critical of him. And he reacted to that by overeating. And there's some Krispy Kreme donuts on display on the counter. And Randa suggests that they split one. And she says they do split one. And she says she'd rather be fat if she, like, can enjoy how good Krispy Kreme donuts are again. They both love original glazed. And then Tom says he knows how he can burn this off. And then, of course, in the next scene, the two of them are having sex. And he goes down on her. And when he comes up for air, his face is all covered in Miranda. And he goes in to kiss her. And she does kiss him, but she looks visibly grossed out by it all. And then we cut. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry. Um, No, no, continue. I just can't believe they really did a whole weight loss story. <laughs> I just, I know we we know they hate her. I get it. I just, I don't know. I could be overreacting. I just really can't believe we had a whole weight watches and she's 152 after having a baby. I just, I, <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> I just kept watching this storyline like, wow, we really did a whole thing on this. I don't know. I wasn't that surprised to tell the truth, especially for the time. It was so normal. Like even let me give an example. Like in the last um, a little bit ago, people were talking about Laurie Harvey's diet plan. And then people were like, it was people going back and forth because someone was like, well, you guys asked her for her diet routine. Why are you upset when she basically she like doesn't eat and exercises every day? (laughs) She's like, you guys asked how I got so skinny. This is how. And then someone said, like, they really wish we don't make a um, celebrity diet culture doesn't make a comeback. And I feel like this is exactly how life was then. Like, I know you, like you remember, it was so normal to be so, like, outwardly obsessed with diets and all of that. So it doesn't surprise me that they gave her the storyline at all. But and I think people still do it. They just don't talk about it as much or they just hide it in different ways. They make it exercise and culture instead of diet culture. It's just a different way of talking about the same thing. Let me explain what I mean. I'm not surprised per se that they did it. It was a different time. And like I said, we know they hate Miranda. I just, for me, Miranda has always loved food. Miranda mm-hmm. has never, like, they make comments about their weight and all that kind of stuff. She's just never been, like, obsessed, like, oh, I'm not going to eat this. That girl will always eat her food, always order the cake, order dessert or whatever. What I mean is just, like, 
to me, the more realistic person that would have had like a weight loss or anything storyline would have been Charlotte. Because Charlotte is very concerned about her weight. Charlotte is very like, I'm not going to order this. I'm not. But they've never made a whole thing or a whole episode about, I just want to look good. She's had an episode where they've mentioned that she doesn't like her body. She doesn't like how mm-hmm. she looks. But they didn't make a whole thing or dedicate an episode to show, like, I'm struggling with this. This is what I want to do, where I don't eat this or whatever. But they did it with Miranda, not on even on a vanity level, but on the fact that she just gave birth. And then they made it like a whole storyline. It wasn't like a passing, oh, I just want to make my jeans. And they made it like a whole storyline, but didn't do it for the person. Again, if Miranda's always expressed disgust and like all the things they do to her, she's never just flat out said, oh, I hate the way I look. Oh, I don't do She's never done that. Like she likes food and she likes food. That's like Mm -hmm. where I'm coming from on that is like. They didn't do it for anybody else, but they did it for someone who has an actual reason. was like they carried a baby and they gave birth. So Yeah. But I'm just saying I'm just not surprised at all. No, I'm not. That's why I prefaced with we know they hate her. Like, if they're going to do it to anyone, it'll be her. But for me, I'm just like, I just, I can't believe these people. Like, I mean, I guess for the sake of our podcast, like, to talk about stuff, it's just these people. Here Here they go again. Yeah. So they're all out to eat, and Miranda is telling them all about Tom's wet mouth. <laughs> and Carrie is screaming, as Carrie does, like, no. And Charlotte just says, it's bad manners, and they should always keep tissues on the nightstand. They should wipe their mouth before they try and kiss you. And she says, our toys, too. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and then... Miranda says um, she couldn't bring herself to say anything to Tom because he's already told her how sensitive he is and that his ex was criticizing him all the time and she doesn't want to be that woman. And she says he looks so pleased um, and proud of himself, I should say, sorry. And she says she realizes it's a double standard because she'd be really insulted if a man refused to kiss her after giving him a blowjob. And then she asked Samantha if she kisses guys after giving them blowjobs. And Carrie snarkily interjects and says, nope, she just signs the delivery slip and sends him on his way. Which I was like, <laughs> but Samantha literally doesn't laugh. So it becomes awkward real quick. And then she just straight up asks her if she has a problem with her having sex with the world. Well, not having sex, sorry, giving the Worldwide Express guy a blowjob. Um, before we get into the rest of this, what did you think of that conversation of kissing somebody after they've like gone down on you? Yeah, it's gross. I was trying to be nice about it, but it's gross, but especially with his. His was just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what prop they use or whatever, but it really was just like, eh. I'm not trying to kiss myself. Like, ah. <laughs> I mean, and it's so funny the things that we find disgusting, thinking of all the other disgusting things that we do. And it's like, oh, yeah. here's where you want to draw the line, okay. But I don't But care. would you kiss would you kiss a man after going down on him? Yeah, because it's not me. So what's the difference? That's what I just said. Like it's thinking of all the disgusting things that we do. Yeah. I, it's here is where you draw the line. Well, yeah. Well, there is a difference because if you go down on someone and you kiss that person, it's not you tasting yourself. 
<laughs> but it's them tasting themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's on you. If you don't want to eat it, that's on you. That's not my problem. That's but funny. this yeah, is like, my so yeah. yeah. But I'm with her too. Like, no thanks. Like, please, especially if your face looked like that. Yeah, and that, obviously they're so going. They're going to give a place do not look right. Instead of man, like <laughs> an indulge in it, it was like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Carrie makes it really awkward with that comment. And then <laughs> Carrie points out that she's not the one that said you out loud, which was um, Charlotte, of course. And she, uh, so she has no problem with Samantha giving every delivery guy she knows a blowjob. Amanda asked where this blowjob happened, and Samantha said it happened in her office. And Miranda kind of scoffs. And then she says, the guy isn't just a random delivery guy. He's her delivery guy on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then all of them laugh at her. But Samantha's clearly very pissed off. She's not seen the joke in any of it. And she tells Carrie they should get going if they're going to see the stylist on time. So, yeah, she's clearly not finding any of these jokes funny. And I don't know. I was trying to put myself in both of their shoes. Because I do feel like, obviously, Samantha's been feeling a kind of way about Carrie's reaction. But it's also Carrie, like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? That's just how she is. But the way Carrie brought up the point, I also feel like the comments she made, they kind of open up Samantha for ridicule, especially when they haven't even talked about it properly. Sometimes it's not the time for jokes. I don't know. I was trying to be fair. Sorry, what were you going to say? I'm saying this is the thing that Sex in the City does so well. Like, you can see fights on both sides sometimes. But in this case, gone to head, I think I would go with Carrie and the girls. Because at some point, Miranda was like, come on, we made fun of you for worse. You can't go along with something for so long and then change the rules on what you can or can't, you know, bring up or make fun of. Um, But on the flip side, for Samantha... When you have insecurities inside of you that you're not addressing or whatever, everyone is not going to be a mind reader. And the thing with insecurities, trauma, whatever, (laughs) talk to Will Smith, you just don't know what's going to make you flip. You really just don't. I don't think she even expected to feel that way. She did feel some type of way about Carrie. She probably hasn't talked about it because she's not even sure where that came from or what in particular was triggering about her. And... The more they had this conversation, she realized, I don't find it funny. And as we get older and become different people, maybe the rules are about to change and she'll change the boundaries with her friends. But in this moment, I think she's just um, working through it. I had like a experience with a friend where she said something in front of everyone. It's not anything that hasn't been said before, but I was visibly shaken and was just a little like uncomfortable about it. Like, oh. And so, you know, my friend asked me and was like, "Um, did you have a problem with me saying that? And I'm like, I feel like I did because I had a reaction, but I have to sit and think about it. Like why or what? But I mean, I'm not blaming you. Like I can't blame the person if the person is following the rules that we've had for so many years. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it was. It's just Samantha is going through some kind of thing or phase or whatever. And the girls just didn't know that the rules had changed. Yeah, I'm trying to, hmm, my thing is, so, so when you're saying she's, like, 
going through something or experiencing insecurity, like how is this any different from how she's acted before? So what insecurity are we talking about here? Um, I think we get into it further in the episode of what the insecurity yeah. is. Um, but for me, I would say like being seen as just a sex pot, she owns it. But I do think that she has a little insecurity about that every now and then. Yeah, I know you just said we get into it further in the episode, but I actually don't think they did. I'll be very honest, I was still left a bit baffled. So uh, Well, we got a little insight. The whole thing with Richard kinda changed her. Yeah. But so, what does it to do with her view on like how she feels about being sexy? I mean, I think she can fill in it's a fill in the blanks thing. Sex and City is not gonna go deep in it. Maybe she felt insecure, like, you know, he still cheated on me. The one thing I've always been proud of was oh, I'm you know, sex positive, I'm good at sex and whatever. He still wanted more. Did I lead into it with just sex? Was that all I had to offer? Is that how people see me? Is that how, you know, whatever my friends see me, the people that I actually respect, um, Carrie seeing me, like, is it so odd? Like, you know, like, did I go too far? Like, just okay. giving him a blowjob? What am I doing that about? I think there's a whole bunch of different, because no matter how confident anyone is, when mm. you're doing things that are not seen as the norm and you're an exception in that case, every now and then you will question yourself, like. No, that that makes more sense. I don't think the show did. For me, it may have for you, but for me, I don't think, because I was left a bit still baffled. That's why I was saying I feel like they could have spent even more time on it, you know? Because I don't know, do you remember that episode where um, Samantha slept with Charlotte's brother Mm -hmm. and Charlotte calls her slut, you know? Mm -hmm. I just feel like that's how people, if that's how your friends really feel about you, that's a problem, you know? And it's not just a one-off, which is how I, why I say I can see why she just didn't find it funny at the time, especially when she's clearly feeling some kind of way about the whole situation. But then people should also just talk about it instead of pretending everything's okay. Especially when Carrie's explicitly asked her, are we okay? She's like, yeah, fine. Like, no, clearly you're not fine, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so but I think she's it. processing. She's not good with yeah. emotions and things like that. And then, you know, Charlotte Connors, look, I think there are two things. I really do think that you could consider someone a slut for whatever, whatever, and still love them and be their friend. But it's just what you, like, I guess when, what's an example I can give? I like a particular housewife. And a friend of mine was just like, how can you like her? What do you like about her? These are the things she does. And I said, yeah, I see that. But I feel like, I still like her. And it's the same thing as you. Someone came to me and said, oh, these are your flaws. How could this person be your friend? I'm like, yeah, I recognize they have these flaws. But you know what? No one's perfect. And they're still my friend. Like, it's not anything that's preventing me from being their friend. I I don't think the two things are separate. I don't know if that makes sense. But there's some people who might have a friend who does fraud. And they're like, yeah, I know my friend does fraud. I don't condone it. But they're a good friend to me. I still like them. (laughs) Anyways. No, no, it makes perfect sense. But I don't know if I would ever call my friend a slut, though. Do you know what I mean? But I guess everyone's different and people get hurt by different things. Because we all have flaws, every single one of us. There's something about all of our friends that pisses us off. And the whole thing is you decide to live with it and the benefits outweigh the bad. 
hopefully mm-hmm. you know what I mean otherwise then yeah. it's a toxic friendship it just is what it is but I just don't see myself constantly going on at them about the quote-unquote bad you know but yeah maybe I'm overthinking it yeah I don't think Charlotte should have said that one was just she yeah I know it was like it was seasons ago <laughs> but it just yeah, it was I just thought about it again because I felt like again it's okay. not like the three of them versus Samantha it's not that situation but there's some things that people say to you that don't leave you do you know what I mean like no, even I, if it's said I in anger you. or off the cuff it just doesn't leave you and then when something happens again Sometimes it makes it seem worse because it's compounded by you having that thought still in your head, even though you've quote unquote moved past that. So but yeah, I see what you're saying. Act now. Like Samantha doesn't wear this like a badge. Like that's yeah, all yeah, she yeah. was talking about. The cock, the fuck, the this, and oh, I find my love in this and that. like I mean she does. And they play into that and they do that, but all of a sudden you wake up, and that's why when Miranda said, Come on, we've said worse. I yeah. have to agree with her. Like that is just how it's always been. But again, I think the phase of her life because she is nursing a breakup and going mm-hmm. through a breakup. She's just not good with emotions, and you know they haven't seen her enough in relationships to know if she's hurting or if she's not or whatever. So I think her conversation with Carrie later on in the episode shed light um, for me into how she was acting. Yeah. So we see um, the two of them at the fitting, and for some reason, Samantha thinks a huge, furry, pink negligee is like a feathered caribou bra and pants with like a sheer robe or something over it. Carrie looks absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry. But she gets her to try it on, and while she's in the fitting room, Stanford shows up with Marcus. And Carrie comes out, looks absolutely ridiculous. And but Samantha for some reason is trying to convince her that she looks good. Like she doesn't at all. So Stanford introduces Marcus to everyone and Carrie apologizes for her outfit. And she says she doesn't normally dress like a high class hooker. And then <laughs> because Samantha's already sensitive, she's basically says she says, I have the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that you wear your bedroom, not on the book cover. Thank you. She says she wants to say what I read. She says, am I a hooker? And then she asks Stanford and Marcus what they think. And they also agree that the outfit is ridiculous and ugly. And then Carrie asks them to wait outside so she could talk to Samantha. And then she says they have very different ideas of what sexy is. And... She's like, she just was like, she's too old to be wearing things like that because Samantha points out that Carrie has worn skimpy things before. But guys, this isn't just a skimpy outfit. It looks like a costume. It's like ridiculous. Like costume of a boudoir fit, you know? Mm. And um, Samantha, again, accuses Carrie of being judgmental and she brings it right back to her walking in on her giving the delivery guy a blowjob in her office the other day and says she'd never judge Carrie if the situations were reversed. And Carrie says the situation would never be reversed because she would never give a delivery guy a blowjob in her unlocked office for anyone to walk in. And then Samantha says she will blow whoever she wants as long as she can still breathe and kneel. And then she says she's leaving. (laughs) And Carrie's like, where are you going? 
she says she's gonna go splash water on her face and leaves it just made me laugh sorry but um question so going back to where carrie says ladies of a certain age and dressing and all that i was on two sides about it how do you feel do you feel there are certain ways people should dress within their age range or certain things i honestly feel it depends on the person i'm gonna refer on some people can pull it off some can't and you just have to know which you fall into which category you fall into i feel like some people can dress quote unquote young for as long as they like and they can pull it off and then on some people it looks ridiculous for me what looks weird to me is if you're trying to quote unquote look young but if you just like the fashion and you would like you just like wearing it i feel like it's got a different vibe to it so that's why i say it just depends on the person it's the same way that people for some reason think like long hair isn't for older people again i think it depends on the person really and truly what do you think so that thing that you said just now is like they can pull it off or they like the fashion and that's where I'm torn because if I see someone that is of a certain age, I don't know if they like the fashion or not. I'm probably just going to judge maybe and just think they're trying too hard. It could be something they like, but I don't know them. So I'm just like, oh, why are you trying so hard to be this person or whatever? Like if I see Madonna trying to wear something that maybe ariana grande is wearing i'm just like for what but so but then i a random and it looks good on them you wouldn't think that would you you'd probably only think that point if it didn't look good on them um, or, yeah but that's what i'm saying is like someone else could think it looks good on the, like again it's all objective but yeah mm-hmm. it would be if i didn't think uh if i thought they look good in it but i will no because we i watch a bunch of these housewives who are older and not that they all look great that's the thing they look great for their age so it's not really about that it just gives off why are you 60 something trying to dress 28 no matter how good they look it mm-hmm. still gives us that but then i catch myself and i'm like anyone should be able to wear what they want right but i don't know but on the flip side i think you should be able to wear whatever you want but also be prepared for the perception because unfortunately in this life perception is reality so going back to what samantha was saying like she can blow whoever she wants she can do whatever she wants but she has to understand that as long as it's not the quote-unquote norm there is going to be judgment and thoughts and things that come with it and you have to be okay with it i'm torn between thinking people should have rules on what to wear or whatnot or whatever but almost always, I think of certain times I see certain ce- celebrities and stuff, and it's not about how good they look or whatever. Like you said, the vibe, but often more than not, because, I mean, for a lot of celebrities, they look good. They've done what they need to do and all that kind of stuff, but it still always just gives the vibe of, why don't you just relax and just try to be... <laughs> who? Like, I see, let's say, Chris Jenner. I know you don't watch the show, but you've seen pictures of her or anything. If I saw her trying to wear something that Kim Kardashian wore, I would be like, you're trying too hard. <laughs> but she looks good. So I feel she dresses age appropriate. But then I think the problem but, within myself mm-hmm. is who made me Lord and God to think of age appropriate. But I think but if she wore something like her kids. We all judge, though. But we all judge. Huh? But we all yeah, judge. Yeah, yeah. We made you Lord and God. We all judge other people. But when I say, like, if it's, it depends on the person. When you're saying, but they look good, 
if I feel like you're not dressed, like, if I look at someone, I think, oh, you're trying too hard to look young. It might, even if it looks good on you. To me, I wouldn't think that looked good, though. Say, so it wouldn't look good on you. I don't know if I'm making sense. Because you're saying, like... that again? Okay, you know how you're saying, like, with the housewives or whatever, like, they're dressed like they're 28, but they look good. But mm-hmm. you think they're trying too hard. But if I think you're trying too hard, and to me, that doesn't mean you look good. Okay, got it. Does so then I sense? guess I'm saying... Okay, so then I guess the, the, the right terminology for me would be automatically they're trying too hard. And I'm giving the, the example of Kris Jenner because I feel like even if people don't follow, the, the Kardashians are forced into everyone's faces. So everyone has an idea. So Kris mm-hmm. Jenner look, looks good, clothes, what, not anything, just for her age and all that. But imagine mm-hmm. her trying to wear something that her daughters wear, that Kim Kardashian wears or anything. Mm-hmm. Isn't the automatic thought you're trying too hard or you're trying to be one of your daughters? I would just say that, but that doesn't look good on you. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I'm saying. No, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. So I think, so what, it doesn't look good on her. So for me, it goes back to, I guess my main question, sorry if I wasn't clear. My main question is, should there even be a thing such as age-appropriate dressing? Like, no. I feel guilty for uh-huh. thinking that. Like, is no, that... I, I don't... I don't, hmm. I don't know that, why you feel guilty, though. I feel like if it's... If you automatically think it's not age appropriate, it's because it doesn't look good. Even if it's something Ariana Grande would wear and she was wearing it, but you looked at her and thought, oh, she looks really good. No thinking, oh, that's only something a younger person would wear. Then full stop, she just looks good. But if you're thinking, okay, that fits her and it looks nice on her, but it doesn't look like something a woman her age should be wearing, then to me, she doesn't look good. Okay. I don't know I if think... I'm like going around in circles. No, it's you're like, making okay. sense. But I need okay. to accept that maybe that's where we differ. I think you can look good and not be age appropriate. I think those two can mm-hmm. be separate. But you're saying if you look at someone and you think they're not age appropriate, then you automatically don't look good. To me, I feel like they go hand in hand. If you just look good, yeah. you look good. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is I a good example. I think you can look good and not be age appropriate. I'm thinking about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can and not be like I'm thinking now. Like Kim Kardashian could have her body uh-huh. and be yeah. like 70, and she would probably wear one of those things that she wears. And I'm like, damn, this bitch still looks good at 70. But man, when are you gonna quit with these things? <laughs> yeah. Why should she have to? She still looks good, right? Yeah. 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 So, anyways, I was gonna give an example, but I don't think it's a good example. I was gonna say if you see someone at work wearing something like super not work appropriate, but technically the outfit is nice, but just not in that space, does that automatically think they look bad? I don't know. See, I'm overthinking this, talking myself out of it. Yeah, I think but I'm I feeling think that, bad mm-hmm. because I feel like it's kind of like taking feminism back. It's always about having the choice to do whatever you want. So I'm just yeah. like, if yeah. I'm saying, you know, age appropriate, is that me policing what they mm-hmm. can and can't? What it is. But yeah, I think I do think, oh gosh. Like if I see someone that's like 50, even if they look good and they're wearing low rise jeans with what yeah. 2000 yeah. early styles, where it's there, a crop top and uh-huh. just trying to like, I'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll think like that. I just feel like if they look good, they look good. And if I thought they'd looked age inappropriate, then to me, then they 
don't look good. I was even thinking Janet Jackson before she like stopped, but she used to wear crop tops <laughs> and I had tight jeans. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> which was in her forties. And I never just thought a- she was dressing young. You know. It's just the world we live in, because even if you have the best of intentions, there's just always <laughs> like a message that the world is going to take from it. There are certain people yeah. who only wear like body dresses, and everyone just thinks, oh, you just want to give this um, this. What is the English word? Why am I blanking? Um, this perception of this is who you are or actually it's not them giving the perception it's how people choose to interpret it. And you just interpret this person as, oh, they just want to be sexy all the time. They don't have any depth to them and all that. Let's not even break it down to like, let's go down to the African community. There's going to be people who's going to be like, oh, you can't wife that kind of person because they this or whatever. So I'm all for everybody dressing or doing whatever they want, even beyond dressing. You can do whatever you want. You can be, you know, be sex positive or whatever. But we always have to be cognizant that unfortunately the world is not that kind. So when you make your choices, you kind of have to consider what it comes with that's all I, I think that's all I'm saying we can't act like the world is just going to be receptive and it's going to be okay it's all part of what needs to be considered I guess yeah definitely so um Samantha leaves but she walks in the bathroom I guess to splash water on her face and she walks in on Stanford getting a blowjob by Marcus. My, 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 how the turntables. But um, also, why does no one ever lock doors? But anyway, <laughs> and no one ever knocks either. I don't get it. So she gets a dose of her own medicine. So we then go to Tom and Miranda again. And again, he's going down on her. And again, he tries to kiss her afterwards his mouth covered in Miranda. But this time, she kind of dodges the kiss. She turns her head to the side, and he's like, why (laughs) will you kiss me? And she's like, she's not into that. And he immediately goes from zero to 100, saying that she's accusing him of being a big, fat, sloppy eater. And she's like, no. (laughs) And he says he's so upset he wants to go eat a pot pie, maybe 12 pot pies, and then says he doesn't think they should see each other anymore, and he storms out of the room, even though Miranda is trying to let him know, like, look, I just don't like it. That's all it is. But he's got his own issues, clearly, so. Yeah, it's probably best. I just want to know how he keeps saying they want to burn the calories when all he does is go down on her. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh dear so we're then in a oh sorry uh, question mm-hmm. whose house were they at were they always at her place i'm guessing miranda's yeah okay. it didn't look like her bedroom though you're right it didn't right okay yeah, yeah. that's why I, I didn't even think about that but they were clearly at her house because he storms out you know i mean but tom looks like the most sensitive guy he'll storm out of his own house yeah, he actually does. Yeah. But I asked but I don't know. her place. Her room is pink. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The Maybe it's just a mix-up, you know? Maybe it is. Who knows? Because so, yeah, I was wondering where Brady was. That was also part of my thought. Like, where are the nannies? Where's Miss Magda? Where are all this, like, you know, all that? Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? I had the exact same thought. And then, <laughs> like you were saying, when you say you're mad at yourself, and I was like, look at you. 
seeing a mother without her child and immediately thinking, where are your children? Who's looking after your children? <laughs> no, honestly, it wasn't even that for me. It's just that a newborn child would have cried. Like, they had a long time together. I'm like, okay, really? You have to have much free time? Like, she no, but we, we didn't see the baby or episode or even mention yeah. the baby. <laughs> and I had that thought. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> And I was like, look at you. See, I love I love that we can laugh at ourselves. We know we can we'll always fall back into patriarchal thoughts. But at least we're trying, right? At least we're trying. Yeah. Yeah. So to avoid harm at future weight watchers meetings, she starts going to a different weight watchers that happens to be located right next to a Krispy Kreme bakery. But they said it's fine. She's not tempted because after this whole thing with Tom she's she was never able to look at a glazed donut the same again yeah Uh, yeah so um we then see Carrie going to Samantha's office knocking everywhere checking with the receptionist that she's in there alone which is what you should have done to begin with but anyway actually there was no receptionist that time let me be fair but yeah Samantha should have locked the door (laughs) Um, Samantha says sorry she's been really busy the last few days even though Carrie's been trying to call her she's just been ignoring Carrie's calls and she says she just prefer to pretend like the whole thing never happened and Carrie admits that she was judging her a bit and she feels bad about it and she appreciates and admires how much she puts her sex life out there and then Samantha mentions that she has been feeling a bit off because of the whole thing with Richard and Carrie also rightfully points out that Samantha never judged her when she was fucking a married man <laughs> I'm glad you um, remembered because everyone all of the grace but whenever thank anything you. happens she's always the first to get in there Thank you. I'm like here clicking. You said exactly what I wanted to say, which is okay. Sorry. Again, coming back to real life issues, which is always my issue with people who, you know how before I was saying like, like all our friends, we have our good and bad bits, whatever. And that's what I was saying with Samantha. Like it seemed innocuous, but it's just like, and I know like Miranda said, come on, we do this all the time. Like, why are you pissed off now? But, like, the same thing with Charlotte calling her slut, how they're acting now. But they didn't do that for Carrie at all. When the only one who did anything morally wrong, right, was Carrie. But, like you said, she was given all the grace because it's not as bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, is someone a better person because they sleep with three married men while someone's a terrible person because they've slept with 500 single men? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why do we judge that so differently when one isn't doing anything morally wrong and the other is? And it goes back to perception. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you can, you know, do whatever you want, but unfortunately, perception is reality. So Carrie likes to act like, oh, I'm in there. You're the one who went back to big how many million times and you got with him when he was married and all that. Samantha did everything within the confines of a single woman and yeah. carries it, you know, in her head, but it's not quote unquote the norm. Yeah. And now everyone looks at her like, oh, she's some, you know, whatever. Then technically they even carry do it twice over because she slept with a married man and then she also cheated on her boyfriend, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, but um, I'm, 
glad it was brought up though because I do think at least she knows you know <laughs> so anyway so they start to finally get some work done and go over the looks Carrie's wanting for her book cover and they've clearly made up because there's some synergy going on and then Samantha tells her that she walked in on Stanford getting a blowjob from his boyfriend and they both admit that they were shocked that it was Stanford getting the blowjob and not the other way around which Ah, was (laughs) (laughs) yes and so we then cut to the photo shoot where Carrie is wearing a black shirt like look like a shirt dress and some heels and she's posing and then Samantha's all helping out and everyone's happy and the episode ends side note I really hate Carrie's hair I'm really sorry like it's just not doing it for me and I feel like it just made it very obvious in this photo shoot scene well I'm like she would look so much better if her hair was longer it just I feel like it ages her drastically Yeah, we said that, and I think at the top of the yeah. episode that it ages her, just no. doesn't suit her. So we'll just wait for it to grow out. <laughs> yes, and also, sorry, um, I think I should have brought this up earlier. I don't know what's been going on with Carrie this season so far, but the outfits have been horrendous because I didn't even bring up what she was wearing when she walked in on Samantha. I was like, what? What is this? I, it's the most uncarried Bradshaw outfit ever. It's like a step away from her wearing gauchos, you know? I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah I've been season, very unimpressed. This season has been very mute, muted on the fashions, I guess. Yes, definitely. But yeah, that's how the episode ended. I want to add that I love the way Samantha stands Carrie. She was hyping yes. her up in the shoot, but just in general. She's just always, that's a girl. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. She's always yes. um, hyping her up, so. Do you know what? Now you said that. Samantha clearly likes Carrie way better than the other two, right? <laughs> well, that's what I meant, you know, that one episode where I'm like, they all consider her the best yeah. friend, the one they like better. She does, Miranda does. I don't know where Charlotte stands, but Charlotte is the alternate person. They treat Charlotte not so well. <laughs> Charlotte also has other friends, and we hear about them. We don't hear about any of the them having other friends, you know? Um, Carrie does. I think we talked about it earlier in the seasons where we're like, when they started, when they used to do a lot more guest stars and guest people, they were always Carrie's friends. Yeah. Like the true. ones they went to the house with, the one they go do the showers with, and all. Like Carrie used to have like friends out mm-hmm. there. I think Carrie more than Charlotte actually. Charlotte is just societal, so yeah, she has people. She had that and all that kind of stuff. But among the four, I don't know. I, I if. Carrie wasn't friends with the other two. I don't know that they'll be friends with Samantha. Samantha doesn't really like them. She loves them because as a foursome, but I don't mm-hmm. know that because remember she's so, Charlotte gets on her nerves. She says yeah. that. Uh, and, and now Miranda's had a baby, know. so she's yes, dead exactly. to her. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't find it as funny as I do, but I do. Yeah. So all of this is just really making me even more annoyed at and just like that. I can't leave anyway. Whatever. But yeah. So yeah, did you have anything else to add to Um, the last thing was um there was the episode just dedicated to someone named Judy Toll, and I just did a quick search and she was a writer on there and she died of cancer. She died of a melanoma, actually. Oh wow. Yeah, that's sad. You know, I didn't even see that dedication. Wow. But R.I.P. to her. That is sad. Yeah. Can you please tell the people where they can find us? 
Yeah, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2, T H E R E W A T C H X 2, on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can send us an email by adding at gmail.com to that. And please don't forget to give us a five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it as always. Thank you so much again for joining us for this episode, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.